Hello, Two Booked Up friends. Thank you for joining Rowena and I on Two Booked Up today. I'm Shelley Tonkin Smith, and as we cross the midpoint of 2023, it's time to wrap up season two with a neat little bow. Yes, today we're going to be sharing the highlights, the common themes from the books we featured, our most popular episode, the things that's been most fun, our top highlight, as well as our light bulb moments. It's an episode of superlatives, all the things that stand out at this point in the journey. So if you've come along with us through season two, then this will be a great episode to tie up some of those common themes and maybe direct you to a few episodes that you maybe want to revisit. And if this is your first Two Booked Up episode, welcome. This will also be a great episode to give you a taste of what the podcast is all about and give you some ideas on where to start diving into our back catalogue. So with that, let's take a look back on the highlights and standouts of Season 2 of Two Booked Up. This is the Two Booked Up podcast, where we talk about books. The books that are challenging us to live more intentional lives. The books that are equipping us on our business and professional journeys. And the books that delight and bring us joy. If you want to live life with more intention, and if you want to be doing work that brings you joy, then come and join the bookish conversation with me, Shelley Tonkin-Smith. And me, Rowena Mabbitt, here on Two Booked Up. So Rowena, it's time for us to wrap up the books we featured in season two of Two Booked Up. And before we get going, I just want to mention that although we're wrapping up the books we featured in season two, we've got a few bonus episodes that are going to be coming your way following this one. Yes, this podcast has always been about books and the conversations they ignite. So we've got a few conversations that we've still got to have before we can officially close season two. But we thought this would be a great point to reflect on the three books we featured in this season. So... Let's start by talking about the books. Please remind us of the books we featured in Season 2 of Two Booked Up. All right, so we kicked off the new year with Atomic Habits by James Clear. Then we followed that with 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman, the subtitle of that being Time Management for Mortals. And then Work Style by Lizzie Penny and Alex Hurst. I believe the subtitle of that is A Revolution for Productivity, Well-Being and Society. So Rowena, looking back on it now, what are some of the common themes that came up between these three books, Atomic Habits, 4,000 Weeks and Work Style? Uh, well, Shelley, I think for me, the books have taken us on a journey. With Atomic Habits, we explored the small things that make up our days, the habits. Now, I know, Shelley, you gave James Clear a bit of a serve, but I think we both agreed that habits were important, but only after a little bit of prioritization and quite a bit of intention. So in episode 24, I talked about choosing habits with intention and went through seven habit categories. By choosing just one or two habits from these categories, I believe you'd be setting yourself up for change that you can maintain and that's actually worth it. Then we moved on to 4,000 weeks, which reminds us that habits don't matter at all unless you are doing what is important to you and prioritizing that. Now, I think the key message I took from this book 
was to be super aware of how limited our time is and use that awareness to find out what's important to you and basically let go of everything else. Also, we aren't guaranteed 4,000 weeks. So knowing that, what is it we want to accomplish? And then once we have a clear sense of our goals and marry that with our values, we can make far more intentional choices about how we use our time. And from my work as a coach, I know being intentional with our limited time and using it for things that really matter is so, so important. If you missed those episodes or you want a quick refresher, they are well worth listening to. Check out episodes 25, 26 and 27. Now, once you know what is important and have acknowledged how limited your time is, you are ripe to embrace work style, where you actively choose when, where and how to work and ensure your work is just one aspect of your life. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about work style later in the show, so I'll leave it for there now. But how about you, Shelley? As you look at our season two as a whole, are there any overarching themes or lessons that you can draw from our discussions? Yeah, for me, I think this word choice might be a theme that has come up in the books that we've read. This, uh, I feel like that word choice is the overarching kind of theme for me. Uh, so I'll start with 4,000 Weeks, a, a very powerful one. That one was the big, broad, philosophical one of going like, okay, like this pretty optimistic lifespan of 80 years, <laughs> you know, 80 years, that's around 4,000 weeks. So how are you going to choose to spend those 4,000 weeks, as, as you've said? Um, and I really love that book because it raged against this kind of blind productivity culture. Like there was plenty of truth bombs. Like you're never going to get to do all the things you want to do or could potentially do. And so our challenge is not to try and control time and it's not to try and fit in more and be better and bigger and everything in our lives. But our challenge is actually to intentionally choose what we're going to spend our 4,000 weeks on. And I just love this idea that in making a choice, whatever that choice is, even in settling for something that you might have been you know it could have been your second choice or third choice um in settling and making that choice we actually free ourselves to live in the moment and to enjoy the choice we've made because that does make it more special in choosing and of course the irony of this book is that in, in raging against the productivity we actually become more productive but at that point, like the productivity doesn't really matter. It becomes less important. It's more about living a good life and enjoying the richness of that life. And so that's where I loved how work style, you know, just slotted into the conversation at that point. Because work style takes that choice and that enjoyment of the richness of life and brings the conversation into the world of work. As Lizzie Penny and Alex Hurst make clear in the book, work style is the freedom to choose when and where you work. And so I thought work style and 4,000 weeks really complemented each other very well. And our work style overview is episode 29, if you want to give that a re-listen. Re and then in episode 30, we shared our own work styles. Uh, 31 is our interview with Lizzie Penny and Alex Hurst. But yes, I think work style challenged us to 
take this move from feeling stuck, feeling like we had to push through, we had to just rock up at this job, another day, another dollar, into this place of choice. So then, of course, I'm going to bring it back to Atomic Habits, our first book of the season. And yes, regular listeners will know I'm not a fan, but I'm not going to do another rant about that book today. You can go and listen to episode 23 for that. But we started with Atomic Habits because at the start of the year, everyone recommends reading or rereading Atomic Habits. And I just wanted to play devil's advocates and go, everyone says you must change your habits, but maybe we're jumping the gun with habits. And I think using habits to make positive changes in your life is very powerful. But then coming back to this theme of choice, if we want to have it to stick, we've got to make that choice first. We've got to prioritize what's going to get automated because habits are powerful. They automate our behavior and we do them without thinking. So let's think about what we want those habits to be. We've got to get clear on why this habit is important to us. Otherwise, it's just so hard and we end up beating ourselves up about not following through. So I think the beginning of next year, and maybe you want a mid-year kind of rejig on things, I think if you're looking to make lasting change, your habits need to be a later thing to change, possibly the last thing to change. I'd say rather read a book like 4,000 Weeks or there's Essentialism, Work Style, also The Lazy Genius Way, all of those we featured in previous episodes. And then if you want to get into habits, I'd go for Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin for a more individualized approach to habits. But uh, continuing the theme, the choice is yours. For some people, Atomic Habits is just the kick in the pants that they need. But maybe that's actually why I didn't like it. It was just too aggressive and prescriptive for me. So Rowena, let's have a look at our stats and our most popular episode. Can you reveal which one was our most popular episode of season two? Oh, I can. Wait for the drum roll. Our most popular episode in season two was our first episode. See, episode 21, February is the new January, where we shared our guiding words. Now, maybe it's because it's been out there for the longest, but I can see why people resonated with that episode. One, because it's a super cool episode, but maybe because many of us feel like January just flies by and you really only kind of ramp up by the time we get to February. And I would say this is especially true for those of us, like you and me, Shelley, in the Southern Hemisphere, where January is still summertime. And in Australia particularly, the kids are still at home. So it's very hard to really feel like you've started your year until February when they go back to school. And I think there's one more reason why that might be one of our most most popular episodes. And that's because guiding words are awesome. They're far more useful useful at the start of the year than New Year's resolutions. Yes, and I'll say far more useful than rereading Atomic Habits. (laughs) I just had to get that in there. But yes, I I love a good guiding word. Um, It's, of course, an art rather than a science, but maybe that's why I love the idea of a guiding word or intention setting, that you leave some space for possibility and it's a tool for finding patterns and guiding decisions uh, rather than promising to give exact answers or to like totally tick the things off the the to-do list. 
So, so my guiding word is momentum for this year. And I've loved that word. It's really helped me this year. Uh, we're going to talk more about guiding words, but Rowena, tell everyone what your guiding word is for, or rather your guiding phrase for 2023. Uh, thank you. Yes, I have a guiding phrase and I have done for a few years, but this year's one is curate and cultivate. And I thought it might have a dash of simple and light when we first shared it and when we provide an update in a few weeks, I will illuminate further. But both of those, curate and cultivate, are about being selective. Or, as we've been talking about this entire season, very intentional in my business and my life. Yeah, well, I think that episode really resonated with, with everyone. So if you haven't listened to that, it's episode 21. And you can go and listen to that and know why we chose the words we chose. And you can then go and give that episode even more love with our stats and algorithms. And we'll see another bounce in, in listens. <laughs> Won't that be lovely? <laughs> Very but we, lovely. We, we thought it would be fun to do a little revisit of our guiding words at the mid-year point. So you can look forward to an episode where we're going to talk about in more detail how our guiding words have supported us this year so far. But now, Rowena, I want to know from you, what's been the most fun part of season two for you? Oh, the 23 for 2023 reading challenge. Hands yeah. down, that has been the most fun. Um, putting together the reading challenge checklist was really fun and thinking of the different categories, designing the printable checklist in Canva. And then also I do love a list, so you know that checking it off is also still super fun for me. Um, we introduced the 23 for 2023 reading challenge back in episode 22. And this was actually our second most popular episode of season two. So it seems you all love a bit of a challenge too. Now, our idea with this challenge has been to bring a little bit more intention into our non-fiction reading lives without, of course, having to give you a prescribed list of books because, I mean, come on, Shelley is never going to do that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But we did hear from a few of you that the reading challenge has inspired you to pick up a book you wouldn't normally have read. Even if you're not aiming for all 23 books, we just love to hear that kind of thing. And I must say, I've really enjoyed the reading challenge in my own reading life. So in episode 28, Shelley and I both shared an update on our progress with the challenge. We told you about the books we'd been reading and the category we put each one in. And fascinatingly, in a few cases, Shelley and I had read the same book, but we'd slotted it into different categories, proving just how flexible and how fun the reading challenge is. Yeah, the 23 for 23, 2023, which is always a tongue twister, <laughs> the challenge has been really fun. As you say, I'm never going to jive with a prescribed reading list, but I am so happy to try and even buy new books. And then it's been so fun to then slot those books into the categories on the list and to get recommendations from listeners and from you, Rowena. It's really been a lot of fun, that challenge. And just to say that there is still half a year left. So if you'd like to join the 23 for 2023 reading challenge, there's still plenty of time. So you can visit signup.twobooktup.com. And there you can get the printable and I'm sure you can already check off a few books that you've already read, put them into categories and get some inspiration for a few new ones to read. 
And just a reminder, it's completely free and there's no one checking up on you. So it is just all about having a bit of fun and reading with a little more intention. So now, Shelley, looking back on the season, can you give us one highlight that really stands out for you? Yeah, so this season we did our first author interview with Lizzie Penny and Alex Hurst, authors of Workstyle, and that's that's my top highlight if I look back on season two, and that one just aired in our last episode 31. For me, I do a lot of interviews on the Playful Mompreneur, and so I found it really fun to interview again, to ask questions of people and then like, you know, have this uh, conversation, dive deeper into some of the points that I wanted to ask follow-up questions on. And I'm actually part of the Workstyle Revolution Slack community. And I've got to know Lizzie and Alex, and they really are the most genuine and inspiring people. And I also listen to their audiobook. So, so I really do feel like I know them and what they, they teach. But yes, it was so great to have that one-on-one conversation, or I suppose it was a two-on-two conversation with them, and hear their work style stories up to the present day, and and just their passion for the cause, the broader work style revolution. It was such a highlight. And I mean, I was really floored when Lizzie shared that she's currently supporting her husband through cancer treatment. And I know from being in the Slack community that from time to time she'll share, oh, she's working from the hospital or from a waiting room. And given that Lizzie is a breast cancer survivor herself and a mom of three, well, yeah, I would call her superwoman, but I think she's way more than that. Um, she's, she's more real than that. And she is really living her one wild and precious life, to quote Mary Oliver. And she's using Workstyle to support her in that process. So that conversation was just so um, illuminating for me and so inspiring. Uh, but how about you, Ro? What was your big highlight uh, or part of season two that you don't want to forget? Uh, like you, Shelley, I loved having Lizzie and Alex on our podcast and being able to chat with them about work style. That was definitely a big highlight of the whole season two for me. But I also really like taking the conversation further, as that is a core part of why we have this podcast. And specifically, I really loved sharing our own experiences and work styles. We know that for kids and adults alike, stories help us remember information and engage with ideas. So when you and I chatted about and shared our personal stories and work style, I felt that it made the concept far more real, relatable, and dare I say, doable. And I hope that by sharing our work styles, that supports our listeners to be more considered and intentional in how they look at the world of work. Now, one last question for today. What's been a light bulb moment for you in season two, Shelley? A light bulb moment. Well, it was, I think, has to be the chapter in 4,000 Weeks on becoming a better procrastinator. That for me, it was like this light bulb moment. And I got lost in this idea of how can I really become a better procrastinator? And I think I was so glad to hear the news that I actually could embrace this procrastination, but I just needed to target it and do it better. So that was in episode 26 of um, the podcast. And I took a real deep dive into the procrastination chapter of 4,000 Weeks and ended up coming up with the seven R's process, um, the the 
I'll go through the seven points, recognize, recenter, remove, record your good ideas, ram in the tasks that matter, repeat, and then reflect and do that again when you find yourself procrastinating. So you can go through that process. And so I got so excited and I thought, well, I must write a blog post about it. And people were fascinated by this idea that, oh, okay, we can procrastinate. It's something I've struggled with, but we need to do it better. So for those of us that have a lot of amazing things that we want to do, those multi-passionates out there, and we find ourselves procrastinating because we're like overwhelmed with choice, 4,000 Weeks says it's okay to procrastinate and you've just got to have that system to know what to procrastinate. Um, so yeah, that was my light bulb moment from the season. And what about you, Ro? What's been a light bulb moment for you in season two? Ah, well, for me, the idea of really considering how I'm going to choose to spend my 4,000 weeks and acknowledging I'm already down to less than 1,800 weeks left. So 4,000 weeks sounds like a lot until you work out how old you are. And then you realize, oh, goodness. Yes, I don't that, was, even, that I don't... was a truth bump for me. I, I hadn't uh-huh. actually thought about that until I read it in your preparation notes. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And so then I'm like, I'm more than halfway through that. So um, whilst I'd read 4,000 Weeks last year, it was actually our revisiting of it for the podcast that kind of made that salient point kind of get into my head. It permeated my brain, let's say. Um, So adding that to the phrase of the year, my phrase, curate and cultivate, and now knowing that I've got less than 1,800 weeks left, um, it's resulted in some pretty big shifts within my business and life. Um, I'm I'm working to be even more deliberate and more intentional in about what I choose to do and what I choose to let go. That is part of that curate part of that phrase. And so like you, Shelley, my light bulb moment has inspired me to create something So indeed, knowing that my time is limited and thinking about how I'd really like to use my energy, time and resources, I'm now writing a novel. So it's not a book in the sort that, I know it's a book, it's just not the sort of book that I've written before. (laughs) So it's very early days, but most importantly, it is super fun. And so at the moment, as I've shared with you before, Shelley, it is just being fun. Um, So if or when it might be suitable for others to read, I'll let everybody know. So speaking of books, that was a good segue, wasn't it? As we close (laughs) off for today, remember to play along with our 23 for 2023 reading challenge. As we mentioned, you can download your free copy of the 23 reading challenge checklist at twobookedup.com where you can find the show notes, a transcript of this episode, and of course, the page to sign up and receive your free reading challenge checklist. And then please let us know what you're reading. You can find me at Rowena Mabbott on Instagram. And if you'd like to learn more about how I can support you as a career and life confidence coach, download my first other book, the free book, The A to Z of Career and Life Confidence, or read any of my over 150 blog posts, then head on over to my online home at rowinamabbitt.com. And where can listeners find you, Shelley? You can find me on Twitter at Shelley T. Smith or sign up for my newsletter at Shelley Tonkin Smith. 
And if you'd like to learn more about my copywriting services, then head on over to ShellySmithCreative.com. Also feel free to send me an email at Shelly at ShellySmithCreative.com. Thanks for listening to Two Booked Up. That's all that remains to be said today. I hope that we've wrapped this up with a beautiful bow. Rowena and I will be back with another new episode in a couple of weeks' time. Remember, we've got those bonus ones heading your way. So we look forward to chatting more with you in two weeks' time. You've been listening to Two Booked Up with me, Rowena Mabbitt. And me, Shelley Tonkin Smith. Please subscribe or follow Two Booked Up in your podcast player. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you'd leave a positive review.